Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. We're on a car ferry. We're between the Upper Peninsula and the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, we're in a, a, the Straits of Mackinac. It's the narrowest point between the Upper Peninsula and Lower Peninsula. The outlook of the people in the Lower Peninsula are more from the Midwest, but the outlook of the people from the Upper Peninsula are from the West looking forward through the West. South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, those kind of places are, the people are like the people in the Upper Peninsula. We're going to be talking about the maintenance of the ferry, the scheduling of the ferry, events tied to the ferry, the ferry employees, and the general upkeep of the ferry as we go through these different uh, stories and lessons. There's two ferries that lead to the Upper Peninsula, and we've been talking the one uh, in the Straits of Mackinac, but there's another one that goes completely across Lake Michigan, and that's at Ludington, Michigan. And this one goes across a little bit south of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it disembarks there, and people can go to the larger cities to the south, or they can go north to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, the upper part of Wisconsin or Minnesota from, from that ferry. I have uh, used that ferry uh, at one point. Uh, it was an enjoyable ride. It was a great day. Sunshine was great. The food in the in the uh, dining room was excellent. It was just a fine day, and it did take about five hours. The survey of the Bible is a story of wrecked humanity, and we're part of that humanity. We're in a slavery to sin, a part of the rescue and deliverance through Jesus Christ. On a parallel with these stories we'll be telling, we're going to discuss a survey of the Christian life. Life, as we go through all these stories, we'll be looking at the enabling power of God to save the worst and the best, causing his great power to be a part of our lives. We're going through the book of Matthew dealing with the Sermon on the Mount. And we've been looking at it as if we're talking to one person. That Jesus is not with a, a group of people, but he's individually speaking each individual things to each one of us. We're going to be looking at motives for giving and praying. If you pray without bitterness, there's a reward tied to it. In Matthew 10, 41, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person 
as righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. The book of Job and Job himself are a contradiction. It's prosperity and suffering in the same book, sometimes in the same sentence. It speaks of loudly of rewards and less about receiving. Christian rewards are to be great degree are spiritual. They are satisfying. Christian life is to be lived. We need to get a vision of the Lord, a vision that includes his great kindness toward us. In Matthew 6, 1, it reveals a right motive and a wrong motive. It's talking about the act of praying, giving, and fasting. The wrong idea is to do it for self-glory. We give, we pray, and our reward can be self-payment. Or reward can be temporary or not eternal. In Ecclesiastes 3, 14 and 15, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. How to pray. We don't pray as a duty. We pray with humility, achieving mercy for others. Prayer consistently, but still understanding it's a heart issue more than anything else. It's not being loud. It's not being quiet. It's being long. It's not being short. Repetitious prayers are found in 1 Kings 18.26. In one of the episodes, we alluded to it. They were Baal worshipers. It was a contest between the prophet of God and the Baal worshipers. And they took the bull and gave them and prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us. And they shouted and screamed. They cut themselves. They uh, danced. They did everything they could and nothing responded. In Acts 19.14, when they realized that Paul was a Jew, they began to shout in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of Ephesians. He was a false god of the Ephesian city at the time. The city was captivated and taken over by the Christian message and so many of the people were being born again. Heathen priests were beside themselves to see it stop. We tell the Lord our needs, our need for bread, our need for forgiveness, our need for help in the time of temptation. Prayer can be without tenses. It can be explained in the past, living in the present, and looking to the future. It's connected with the Spirit of God. The work of the Father, the work of the Son, and the work of the Holy Ghost 
in our hearts is what we're looking for. It's getting a fuller relationship between us and the Lord, between us and other people. Having confirming relationships with God, having a grip on the holiness of God, the power of God using the name, relying on his love. Recognizing that God is holy, separate, unique. Let's stop here. All these can be items of necessity, but it's heart. It's what the heart is doing. It's what the heart is is drawing. Recognizing that God is holy, separate, and unique. In Psalms 9.10, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those that seek you. Reverence to God is a must. Obedience, submission is absolutely necessary. The kingdom of God is central. The kingdom is not in a moral sense, but is in us. In Luke 17:21, nor will people say, here it is, There it is, because the kingdom of God is in the midst of us. I'd like to restate the kingdom of God is past, present, and future. It's very important to know the kingdom of God is continually working. There's a parallel here, a parallel in prayer, an important parallel. There's a parallel with our experience, our personalities between us and the Lord. The kingdom on earth is fulfilled in us as well in heaven. Yet remember it's in us. In Matthew 6, 10 through 18, God's will, God leads us into truth. In the process, we can be assured that God loves us. Speaks in one place of our daily bread. Sometimes this is connected to communion. Sometimes it's connected to the word of God as our bread. And then other places it says Jesus is the bread of life. So in John 6, 33 and 35, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, They said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever comes to me will never thirst. All of these things are talking about God's care. We need to pray for bread. We need to pray for work so that we may have bread. We need to pray for faith to be encouraged. Forgiveness is both human and connected to the Lord. We pray forgiveness and he forgives. Forgiveness is a personal action. We can learn to forgive more and more often. We can learn to love within the context of forgiving. Temptation can be in Uh, end up being a test. Temptation is outside of us. Temptation can come from loved ones. It could come from any means 
to stop God's direction in our lives. In Matthew 10.36, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. There's an attack of temptation. It could be inside or outside. Temptation is considered our weakest point. But the Lord has in mind that this weakened point will become our strongest point. We need conviction, stamping past victories, sampling these victories again and again and again. Remembering what God has done. Remembering the great things that he's done for us. Setting aside the times when we haven't quite made the victory. Remembering those promises where God has given us great and unique promises. We need to remember those people who learn to encourage us in the process of where we're at. We need to keep our memory and our imaginations connected to the Lord during these times. I'd like now to just pray for you that there be an extension of your prayer life, an extension of your giving life, an extension of all these areas would be in your life. And I'd like to say that we're going to pray that there would be an igniting of God's power working in you to cause these things to come to pass. So in Jesus' name, I pray that you rise up, Lord, with power in the different ones' lives that we're praying for at this moment, that you would ignite them to hear from you. You would ignite them to wake up to your great value in their life. You would ignite them to know what prayer is really about and the power that you have in our prayer lives, Lord. Just show them what it is to walk before you in these new ways. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.